All right, let's see if this works. Um, I don't know if folks are going to be able to see that this is happening or what, but we'll try this this way. So here's what's going on is normally when I do this, I live stream uh, through YouTube and I go to my creator studio and I, hey, how's it going, real thing? Glad you could make it. Hey, Corey boy. Um, anyway, usually I go through the normal channels in my creator studio to make this happen. And uh, for some reason, when I click on live stream there, there's this internal server error in YouTube. So it's nothing I have control over. Something's going on on their end. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bunch of uh, new, everyone's waiting for me. Um, and hopefully this disrupts what you guys are watching right now, but I just want everyone to know where we're at. So let me tell them that I started a new stream. All right, so let me just let everyone know that. Come back here, hopefully this is still working. <laughs> Thomas, you look so pissed off. I was dealing with this uh, technical issue, Thomas, that I had no control over. <laughs> both, Corey boy, both. So, yeah, trying to work out technical issues is not the way that I like to spend my time. But, yeah, whatever, we got it working. So here we are. Let me say hi to the folks coming in. Meat Man, is this the former pork slinger? Welcome. And if you're the former pork slinger, then welcome again. Um, John Bedker, glad you're here. Oh, man, something else just happened. <laughs> of course it did. Oh, I see what it is. Um, just a sec, got another deal here. Um... Oh man, what a day. Okay. There we go. So anyway, glad you're all here. <laughs> Sorry about all that technical stuff. Um, man, we, we went a long time without having any of that. And now for a while, we've had quite a bit of it. So that's no fun. I gotta fix something here. Okay. So anyway, um, I think I can focus now. Oh shoot, my chat has disappeared. Okay, now it's back. <laughs> ah! Okay, enough with the technical stuff. Welcome everybody. We're gonna start over. Uh, your moment of zen. All right. The world is fine. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Glad you could be here. A little funky beginning to this. Uh, yeah, 15 minutes of funky beginning. But thanks for hanging out and waiting for me while I figured out another way to live stream since the normal way isn't working through YouTube. So, Minokski, welcome. Glad you're here. Jason, you should come to New Orleans. Yeah, I've got my beads ready. Um, Thomas, you look so... Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a, a tough start. Um, 
I can hear you now. Good. Tilapia store. Good evening. Hey, Tilapia. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming by. Corey Boy is having a good time. <laughs> hey, uh, Corey Boy, did those fish get there yet? I, I didn't check at the end of the day today. I checked this morning. It looked like maybe tomorrow. Bob Kaler, here we go. Ta-da. Yep. Yep. Does it look the same on your guys' side? It's a completely different way I'm doing this, so it's probably a little different. Hopefully, we'll get back to the normal way, uh, you know, next time. Thomas Perkins, meat man, do you spice? <laughs> Real thing for you, fish tanks. Welcome back. Michael Wilson, hey, V-Stag. Meat man, yep, that's me. All right. Do you use Rapashi? Yes. Dumb question. I was wondering if when I boil the water, if that gets rid of the chlorine and whatnot. Oh, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Um, that's not going to be a problem. So you don't need to dechlorinate the water before you make Rapashi. Not an issue. I don't know why. I just know that it's not an issue. So, yeah, I'd say go for it. Um, still adjusting a couple things. Candy, angels behind you are beautiful. I know. I love them. I think that they're fantastic looking. And this tank, I'm really liking this tank. I think Lumpy Dog had a good point that maybe the sword tails don't pop as well as we'd like on camera, looking at them here, because they, you know, they have so much white on them being koi swords. In person, they look fantastic. But I can see how the camera maybe isn't picking them up as much as it could. So I might put a, a darker colored fish in there eventually, but for now, I'm just gonna kind of leave it like this to settle in. But thank you, I think they're looking awesome. Um, angelfish pair number five spawned a couple days ago. So four out of five is spawned. I'm still waiting for pair number four to spawn. And if they go, then five out of five will have spawned. So that's pretty cool. I've got a bunch of little wigglers coming up now. I, uh, I didn't keep them all, A, because I didn't know what I would do with 1,500 baby angelfish. I'm trying to keep my tanks kind of cleared out a little bit for the order from Nigeria that I hope to have here in a few weeks. So I didn't want to like fill them all up with angelfish. And the other thing is I, I kind of wanted to see some parental behavior. So I only pulled one spawn. The rest I left in with the parents and I was hoping that uh, that would work out, but no, they, they all ate them. Um, well, one of them didn't eat them. They just kind of didn't take good care of them. <clears throat> so all the eggs turned white and kind of went bad. And then a couple pairs started eating them. So um, we have some though, some babies coming up and I am hatching baby brine shrimp. And I think they're probably two days from free swimming is my guess at this point. So should have some cool little videos for you about breeding them and then raising them, which I'll get going there. But I like I like the Platinum Angels a lot. And it showed up a little bit on the video that I posted about the angels pairing off, but they do have amazing blue in the unpaired fins. It's kind of this iridescent uh, metallic kind of blue that's there. It doesn't always pick up on the camera, but they all have it, even if it's not showing up on the camera. It's just, it depends on the angle that they're turned at in relationship to the light, whether it pops on camera or not, it's kind of hard to pick up. Um, 
Meat Man does spice, he says to Thomas Perkins. Lumpy Dog says, we all need to smash that like button again. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Lumpy Dog. Now that we're rolling, right? <laughs> uh, Corey Boy, yep, the tank does look good. Thanks. Pebs13, hi. Hey, hope that goby's doing well for you. Technically a gudgeon. We call them sleeper gobies, but they don't have a fused pelvic fin, so I'm pretty sure that they're not a true goby, but still a cool fish. Fish Tropic, hey. Um, Pebs13, no shininess. Shininess is not a term I'm familiar with, but you know, I know the like you know the femur, the calf, the thigh, the shin, shininess. I don't know. Bob Kaler, sound is different, but visuals the same. Huh? Yeah, it's running through completely. So this is just that little uh, stream now option that YouTube has up in the upper right hand corner. When you go to your channel, you can. Uh, or no, you don't even have to be in your channel, I don't think. You can upload a video there or click to stream. I'm just using that because their normal um, streaming software is giving a, a massive error right now. If anyone knows what server error 500 is and then about a page and a half of gobbledygook code language, that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully, even though it sounds different, hopefully uh, people can still hear and it's still clear, I hope. Corey boy, nope, tomorrow. Okay, cool. Well, let me know how they come. They, I packed them for the long haul, so they should be good. And it's a little grainy, too. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll work with their normal system next time. Not, it's all on YouTube's end this time, according to that error that I keep getting. So, let me dog, nope, you look very handsome tonight. Stream looks totally different. Wahahaha. Huh. Oh, well, at least my handsomeness is shining through. Um, Fish Tropic. Dano, nice tanks. Thanks. Yeah, Meat Man is having a tea party with Thomas Perkins. Corey Boy, good idea. I make some rapashi. Yeah, getting a little peakish myself. You know, rapashi is kind of awesome. Uh, for those that haven't tried it yet, you know, they don't pay me to say this or anything, but truly a revolutionary food, I think, because here's why because it allows me to condition my fish really easily. And it allows me to raise the fry really easily. Once the fish learn to eat it, it's not all I feed by any means, but to kind of get a lot of growth on them or to get the females to fill up with eggs, you can just put enough in there to last most of the day and they can chew on it all day long and their growth becomes tremendous. And it doesn't break down um, as quickly. I mean, it takes, takes a day or so um, to break down to the point where it starts getting messy. So it kind of stays really well. If you let it, if I feed in the morning and I let it go overnight, then the next morning it's kind of degenerated into powder and I have to kind of siphon it out or get a turkey baster to remove it. But just for a day, if you put it in, say you feed, I don't know, frozen brine shrimp, let's say. And then after you do that, you can plop in some rapashi. And if it's still there in the afternoon, then you can just remove it and then feed them something else in the evening or just remove it in the evening, however you want. But it allows you to easily keep food in front of fish for long periods of time without having to use live food. I still use live food, but it, you don't have to. You, you, in the past, your only option really was to put in a bunch of live food that the fish could eat all day long because everything else would kind of disintegrate and pollute your water. But the live food being live, it would last until the fish found it and ate it. 
But now Rapashi helps with that. So I think it's revolutionary. For me as a fish breeder, um, it's been revolutionary for sure. Viola hops a lot. Hey, welcome. Welcome and voila. <laughs> Devin Peppers. Hey, what type of wood would you guys recommend for bristlenose plecos, mopani or cholo wood? The reason why I ask is because I can get four pieces of mopani or a box full of cholo wood. Um, I'll let other folks dig into that. We kind of had this discussion two weeks ago, I think, um, and, and covered it in depth. But I think I remember folks saying that some use chola, some use mopani. And my impression was that chola would be eaten down quicker, but it didn't seem to be the experience of a lot of other people. But again, these are bristlenose, right? These aren't panaks. Yeah. So they might not chew down the wood as fast. The only thing that I have actually seen pictures of, I haven't experienced it in person, but I've seen folks post pictures and ask for help when a pleco gets into the cholo wood that's kind of thin, and then their pectoral spines get caught in it, and it's a little hard for them to get out. But that's probably a function of the wood being small in relation to the uh, to the body of the pleco. So if it's, a, if it's a bigger piece of cholo wood, you probably don't have that problem. But that is something that I've seen happen to other people. But again, last week it seemed like people used both and that both were working fine for them. Me man says, I'm digging this angle. Well, you have the uh, broken live stream software to think. I had to like quickly throw up all this stuff <laughs> and get it going. So glad you like it. Um, is it is it nice just because it's a wider angle and you can see more of the fish tank and stuff? Is that is that what it is? Speaking of which, I'm going to see all that ugliness right there. I'm just going to, there we go. That's gone. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you can see the 100 gallon down there a little bit too. I mean, it's not, I don't have a lot of light on there or anything. Um, so it's not set up as a show tank right now, but yeah. Oh, and the other thing is the chat on the left-hand side is not there taking up that spot. So yeah, I see what you're saying. It is a little different. Let me dog, check out the platinum angelfish pairs here. So yeah, um, when my angelfish paired off, I remove them and put them all in separate tanks. So I have five separate tanks besides this one behind me that have pairs of angelfish in it. One's right there. That is pair number, what? Number three, I believe. And so I got video of all of them and I have video of them spawning too that I'll make a breeding and raising angelfish video of. But the reason I took video of all the separate pairs was because uh, all of them, except for pair number four so far, have spawned and produced viable eggs. So I'm offering them on the website as proven breeder pairs for a very reasonable price, I think. I'm, uh, I think they're listed for $50 a pair. And I settled on that because I looked at, you know, some other places, eBay and Aquabit and stuff to see what their pairs were going for. And it seemed like they were going for a lot more than that. And I don't have to make a ton of money on them. So I thought that 50 sounded like a reasonable kind of fair offer. Um, so I kind of doubled the price of what they would be if they weren't paired off and then added 20 bucks to it. That seemed reasonable for, uh, for proven pairs. So if you're in the market for breeding angelfish, I've got five pairs of platinums you could check out. Plug over. <laughs> Matt Kelly, have you ever used Daphnia? Yes, I love it. Um, I know you use a lot of live foods. I have used, Daph I have used Daphnia quite a bit. I haven't used it uh, here in this fish room yet, 
and it's basically because I've been so focused on getting the fish room up and going and all that that I just haven't got the Daphnia culture set up yet. But I have a 300-gallon container that I can use to culture Daphnia. I also have a 100-gallon container. So I think what I might do is I'll put one of them outside, and I might bring one of them inside so that I can keep the culture going over the winter because the, the winter's here, it gets so cold, there's there's no way. And I think the weather is cool enough in the summer here uh, the, that if I keep them outside and maybe bury the tub like halfway or something so that the earth kind of helps keep it cool, cool and keep it in, in the shade, I might be able to get the culture going from spring to fall without a crash in the heat of the summer because it doesn't get super hot here. So. I love them. Um, this is the first kind of fish room setup that I haven't used them in. And it's just because I haven't gotten to it yet. But I have the, the containers to do it in. I just have to get that done <laughs> eventually. As a kid, my intro to Daphnia was we had a, a pond on the property, technically just off the property, <laughs> um, that was a temporary pond. It would last till probably August and then be dry for the rest of the year. Um, until the rains came again for the rest of the summer. And I used to go out there with the net and I would just scoop out clouds of Daphne and take them and feed them to the fish. And it was awesome. You'd also get some damselfly larvae and dragonfly larvae. You had to be a little careful, but it was cool to do that and see all those little critters jumping around. Uh, Daphne is wonderful because it's a high fiber food. So the way it moves, fish automatically key into it. They're going to eat it. It's just, I mean, it's a natural thing for them to want to eat it. It, um, and it's not a real fatty food. A lot of the foods we feed tend to be fatty, uh, black worms and a lot of the, or, or super high protein, like shrimp and things like that. So Daphne is a nice change from that to, uh, to get some fiber in their diet. The other thing that's great about it is you can put it in an aquarium with fry and the fry might be too small to eat the Daphne, but they'll eat the babies that the Daphne release and as the fry grow, then they'll gradually move on and eat the Daphnia, um, eat the adult Daphnia. So it's kind of this kind of long-term food. So if you get a green water tank, throw in some Daphnia, throw in some fish fry, you're good for a while. It's kind of this natural thing. So yeah, I love it. Um, how about other folks here? Is anyone here culturing Daphnia? And what method do you use? I was going to basically throw some leaves in so that there's a little infusoria growing in there for them to eat and then probably feed with uh, ground up yeast mixture and some powdered algae mixtures is what I was going to do when I do it again but curious what other folks do if anyone here is culturing Daphnia and if you've found a way to do it that they don't crash that's the trick my water here is pretty soft so I'm actually a little nervous about it um, it was easier in California where the water's super hard, but here the water's soft, so I'm going to have to pay real attention to that. Might have to use some crushed coral and things like that to keep them going. Uh, Wichita, hey, welcome. Glad you made it, despite all the technical funkiness at the beginning. Priscilla, hey, thank you. Priscilla is lurking, and as penance, she's throwing down a $10 super chat. Thank you, Priscilla. I appreciate that very, very much. Glad you are here. Um, Going back up to where I skipped down when I saw the super chat. Sorry, it looks like it's been there a while. Oh, sorry, Priscilla. I've been a little distracted. Uh, it streams really different today. So 
sorry about that. But anyway, thank you. Thank you, even though it's a little late. Um, and let me get back up to, okay, here we are. Pebs 13. Dan, I love the Gobi. It was shining. It was shiny as in bright shininess. Oh, shininess. Got it. I heard, I read shininess. I misread stuff a lot. I didn't realize until two weeks ago when my brother was on the live stream and he kept calling my attention to every time I, <laughs> I misread a comment to how much I actually do that. So I'm going to need to start reading a little more carefully. Um, wow, there's another one there. So let me scroll down and pick this one up. Bob throwing down a super chat. Thank you, Bob. 20 bucks. Bob, thanks so much. Not only a great customer, but also a, a wonderful participant in the live stream every week and in a frequent super chatter. I, I appreciate that. Um, looking in the store, considering Limias, it says all it says all are available, but I thought they'd sold out. So the adults sold out. And so what's available now are unsexed fry. They aren't newborn, but they aren't big enough to be sexable yet. So um, I sold out the adults and I just had to wait till the fry got, got some size on them before I offered those to, for sale. So what goes on with the limias is they're perpetually breeding. So I'll get lots of batches of babies and then I'll sell out on the adults. And so I kind of, at that point, don't post the babies again until they reach a little bit of size. They're massive, but they're big enough that I'm confident they'll survive shipping. And then I'll post them again. And then eventually some of those will reach adult size. And so I'll post adults again. But right now we're in the, the phase where I don't think there's any adults at this point. I think it's just unsexed. Uh, I didn't even want to call them juveniles. Unsexed fry really is what they are. So hope that clarifies things, Bob. Um, now they are small enough that I wouldn't be putting them in a community tank or anything at this point, unless it's like, you know, some micro rasboras or, or ember tetras or something like that. But they're small enough that they could get slurped down if they're not in a tank by themselves at the moment. All right, let me scroll back up to where I was before I saw Bob's generous super chat. Um, oh, here we are. Seafish Tropic having a good time. Not sure what he's referring to here, she, but um, he, I think, yeah. Um, Wash counts at 23, says Lumpy Dog. Cool. Um, yeah, I think, where were we at? I think we've got to get, was it 45? Is that the, like, the top? I don't think it'll happen tonight with a rough start, but we were so close the other day. We were so close to breaking the record. You know, it's big time. We almost have 45. <laughs> um, fish Tropic. Dano, how many care list fish do you have? I'm not sure. I have a few. I would have to actually review the cares list and get back to you on that. I'm going to write myself a note. That's a good question. Cares. How many? And that's fish tropic. So um, let me look that up and get back to you next week, fish tropic. I'm not sure off the top of my head how many of the fish I have or cares. At this moment, 
besides the Limias, there's nothing that I'm, well, and the Betas, the Beta Rubra, there's nothing else that I'm really keeping more or less long term. So even if I have it as cares at this moment, I'm not actively, you know, preserving them for cares, but I am distributing them, which does help. So besides the Limias and the Beta Rubra, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure those fish are in cares. Uh, the Limia, because they, they only come from at least the Niagara Fasciata from a single lake. So they're automatically, you know, under threat just because it's one habitat. Um, and then the Rubra, I can't remember, but I'd have to check. And some of the Achilles might be as well. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Quartz, Quartz, loving your content, Dan. Thanks. Yeah, I went through a, a period where I was able to post a lot, get a lot of stuff out there, get a lot of videos up. Um, and then for about a week, it's been a little slow just because I've been absolutely slammed. So my work is kind of boom or bust. There's times when I'm, I'm juggling multiple deadlines and they're really long days. And then there's times when it's like, hey, what do you want to do today? I got nothing, you know, so um, when I can, I like to just really churn out a lot of content because then I know there's times when I'll get really busy in camp, but I'm glad you're liking it. I like putting it out there. By the way, it's 2.30 a.m. in the UK, Quartz Quartz. Wow. Well, thanks for hanging with. <laughs> Pebs 13. Um, so this is the Chola word, wood versus Mapani wood discussion. I heard Chola is good, but someone more experienced with both wood would know the other wood. Okay, yeah. So let's see what other fishes, uh, other fishes, other people's experiences is with the uh, chola wood and the fish. Uh, fish Tropic votes for Mopani. Jeff Chambers will update on peacock gudgeon fry. Cool. They definitely only live baby brine shrimp. Okay. Only got two out of maybe 20 to survive. Okay. Trying to figure that out. My bristle nose loves his chola wood. All right, so one vote for Mopani, one vote for Chola. Yeah, this is kind of what happened uh, a couple of weeks ago when, when people were asking this. It seemed like some people liked one, some people liked the other. It's kind of an even split. So it might be just up to your preference preference there um, as far as the choice, uh, Devin. So, man, Jeff, so Two out of 20 isn't a high percentage, but to get any to survive is the key, right? So if you get two next time, maybe you'll get five or 10 or something. So keep at it. Um, if you found a live food that they really like eating right off the top, is, is there one that ended up working for you to raise those two? Corey Boy, votes for Mapani. It lasts longer. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's generally true. But again, they're not Pinox, so they might not really destroy the wood very quickly. So with Bushy Nose, maybe it's, it's not that big a deal. Let me dog, in my opinion, Bushy Nose don't require wood, right? I like to graze on algae on the wood. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think it could benefit them to have the wood, but I've definitely seen lots of bushies and lots of setups for a long time that didn't have any wood available. I think, uh, I think that's a true statement. Again, you know, there are some that absolutely require it. I'm not sure the bushies do. Meat man, any knowledge on American cichlids? Some, 
I have a Midas parrotfish that is an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, stresses everyone out. I got him as a rescue. The tank exploded. Did he ram the tank? <laughs> is he that big of a jerk? <laughs> Should I get rid of him or will he chill out eventually? Oh, um, that's a hard question. It's hard to know because cichlids can change their behavior over time. But I would say, and other folks, would you please chime in as well? But my opinion on that meat man is that it's very likely that he's just going to be like that. I mean, that sounds like a Midas to me. So, yep. Uh, other folks, if you ever had a, a Midas that that was friendly to other fish, that wasn't aggressive, in, in my experience, um, those fish and other fish that are closely related tend to be uh, quite, quite aggressive. They're beautiful, though, but quite aggressive. Fish Tropic votes for... Malaysian wood. Meat man, wider angle and just a little different. Yeah, cool. You get to see a little more, so I guess that's good. Fish Tropic, yeah, I need to grab some lights. What were you thinking of grabbing? LED maybe? Yeah, um, my boat would always be LED. It looks like, hang on, I think part of that message might, might be cut off. I, but yeah, I think LED for sure. The lights in this fish room, all the lights in this fish room on all the 75 gallon tanks plus this 125 gallon behind me and the 100 gallon as well, they're all LED shop lights. I got them off Amazon. I think they were around $30 a piece, maybe 35. And they're four feet, they're four feet long. So that means, and they grow plants just fine. That being said, I do want to upgrade on the 120 since it's a show tank. The, the shop lights have kind of a limited spectrum and it's not always the best spectrum under which to view fish. So I, I do want to eventually get some fluval. I'd be happy with 2.0s, but if I can't find them, 3.0s, whatever. Um, and I'll probably get three footers or ones that can extend to three foot because this is a six foot long tank and I'll put two, three footers on. And then I might end up putting two more depending on what that looks like. So I would definitely say LED. And as far as if it's just like a shop light, that lets you see the fish. They look fine and you can grow plants. But something like a, a fluval um, would give you the best spectrum to view the fish under. And if I remember correctly, you can tweak the spectrum on the fluval uh, 2.0 and 3.0 to kind of choose what you want for the fish to look good in. So kind of depends on what your goal is. Flashy show tank, I would, I would, I would get an LED no matter what if it's freshwater. Um, and just kind of how deep you want to go into that cost-wise just depends on how, how blingy you want the fish to look. I'm happy if I can see the fish because then I can take care of them properly. Again, with the exception of this tank behind me, because I want that to be a show tank. So I will be investing uh, some money and some lights for that tank. Um, anyway, that's 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 my opinion. Does anyone else have if uh, if anyone else have any ideas on lighting for Fish Tropic? And I mean, I think LED is a no-brainer. 
but does anyone have a different opinion or if LED, what have you found to be the best light that your fish look the best under or that you can tweak how you like to make your fish look good? Uh, it looks like, looks like he's in the market for some lights. Let me dog 31 watching. Woohoo! All right. Mob Guppy. Hey, glad you made it. Welcome, welcome. Real thing for you, fish tanks. Thumbs down for the plug. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> How dare I? How dare I? How dare I? <laughs> there. Is that enough penance for you? <laughs> um, Dante's Fish Room. I love your fish channel, Dan. Thanks for the vids. Hey, thanks for watching. I'm glad you like them. This is, I just love doing it. And yeah, so you're absolutely welcome. Glad you're, glad you're watching. Fish Tropic, do you ever feed spiders to your angels? Yeah, of course. Any bug I find <laughs> goes in the fish tank. And in fact, the wife and kids, like if they find a bug, they'll bring it to me and be like, okay, we know you're going to feed it. Or they'll be like, hey, come over. They'll let me get it and feed it to the fish. So yeah, I, I frequently feed uh, little insects and stuff to the fish. Or I'll go outside on the, the porch light with the net when it's dark and just swing the net around and grab all the, the bugs there and stick them in. Uh, pro tip, if you take them and you put that net in a bag and put that bag in the fridge for a few minutes, it'll uh, make the bugs kind of slow way down. It slows their metabolism way down. And then it's much easier to get them in the fish tanks with having, without having them fly all over your house. So yes, I do feed spiders, oddly enough. Candy's talking to Priscilla. Folks are giving Priscilla a hard time for lurking. <laughs> I get it, Priscilla. I lurk a lot too, so I totally get it. Lurk away. Um, Dog is thanking Priscilla for the super chat, so I, I totally second that. Thanks again. Mob Guppy is feeding baby brine shrimp that are fed freshly hatched, all right? Real thing for you, fish tanks, I'm doing the microworms. Okay, okay, great. Gary Smith is back. Well, welcome back, Gary Smith. Priscilla, what, is, what does Dan's head, why, okay, there I go reading wrong again. Why does Dan's head look like a light bulb? Because I am full of light. What can I say? I just, Invigorate the room when I walk in, Priscilla. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of this reflective quality in the shape, right? Maybe the next thumbnail for the next live stream, I'll just take a light bulb and stick it over my face for you, Priscilla. Make your day. Um, all right, so where I'm at in the chat, for those that are wondering, is I just got to Bob's, um, Bob Kaler's super chat. Thanks again, Bob. Um, but yeah, I know I'm, I'm glowy. I brighten the room. <laughs> Gary Smith, I tried microworms with oatmeal and it didn't work again. Yeah, I don't know why. We don't sell that brand of Rice Krispies that you have up here in Ontario. Um, well, I think, I don't know if it has to be that brand. Uh, there's lots of different brands of you know rice cereal. Oatmeal, why wouldn't that work? Was it just plain oatmeal or was it like a fancy flavored little bag? If it was just plain old oatmeal, uh, that's it's always worked for me. I just don't like it as well because it doesn't last as long and it's harder to keep the right consistency. Um, 
did you put yeast in it? If you put yeast in it, you know that that should be fine. I wonder if if it's like a little instant oatmeal thing, maybe go get some just old fashioned stuff. Old fashioned, nothing but rolled oats. See if that would work. Basically what you want is you boil it and then you put it in the container and let it cool off and it turns into that kind of congealed thing that that your mom used to make you eat if you didn't eat your oatmeal quick enough as a kid. That's disgusting, right? That kind of, it's just like a solid block. <laughs> and that's kind of the texture and consistency that you want. Um, sprinkle a bunch of yeast over that once it's cooled down so you don't burn off the yeast and then you add the starter culture. So if you did all that, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, I don't know. My only guess is perhaps it's some fancy flavor instant oatmeal thing that has a bunch of sugar and stuff in it, but that's my only guess. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, you could try like cream of wheat. I haven't tried that, but it might be an option if you can't find rice cereal. But I think any brand of rice cereal, uh, Kellogg's or anything similar, would, would probably work okay for you. But sorry, that's not working out. That's frustrating, especially if you're like, I have fry, I need these, right? Hopefully you have a local source of starter cultures so that you can just, uh, you know, get another one easily and don't have to mail it in or anything. Priscilla, MKR. Yeah, I wanted dwarf neons and limias, but there is no dwarf neon rainbows. Yeah, those are, and those are gone, gone. I've, I sold every one. I have, I have zero left. <laughs> so I can't help you on those. But the limias, I, I do have, you know, unsexed uh, fry, larger fry. They're not big enough to call juveniles yet. But they kind of are ish. Gary Smith, can I use the real Kellogg's brand? Oh yeah, sorry, just just covered that in depth. <laughs> Thomas Perkins, so which tank are the um, the, the Siamese algae eaters? I was like, <laughs> going a different direction, going into. Well, at first I'll put them in a quarantine. But the reason I put out a call, and thanks again, Thomas, for sending me those. Uh, the reason I put out a call for true Siamese algae eaters is the tank behind me has quite a bit of algae in it. And I don't mind it on the back, but it's kind of coating the plants. And so I'm just worried that it might be harming the plants. Like this uh, this pennywort here is really struggling. And I think in part it's because it's a broad, flat leaf and the algae just loves to coat that. So I'm going to put them in quarantine once they're out of quarantine. Uh, at least one in here, maybe all three, we'll see. And if I don't put all three in here, then the ones that aren't in here, I'll just rotate from tank to tank because I always have a tank or two in here that's, you know, has a lot of algae in it. So, but yeah, so that's the plan. I might keep all three in here. I just have to see how they, how they get along um, because each setup's a little different. So just because they got along well in one setup doesn't mean they'll get along well in my setup. So hopefully they get along and I can just kind of keep them in here. So yeah, that's the plan, Thomas. They'll go in the display tank and help keep the plants healthy. And I've, I've never kept, um, I have in stores, although those are mostly Chinese algae eaters probably. I don't think I've personally ever kept any uh, true Siamese algae eaters. So my hope is from the research I've done and the people I've spoken to that they'll be okay with the plants and not eat them too much. <laughs> Lumpy Dog at Gary Smith, try regular instant mashed potatoes. Oh, that's a good idea instead of oatmeal or cereal. Yeah, so um, if the Kellogg's brand doesn't work for you, that's right. Mashed potatoes, uh, instant mashed potatoes is great. 
Bob Kaler, I had more male nigrofasciatus, I think, than females in the previous unsexed group. Only three females. The males are hard on them. Might divide them up. Yeah, once they're hit, feel free to move them. Uh, give them a break. Yeah. What? How many? Three females out of how many total was it? I'm just curious. I, I can't remember what that ratio turned out to be. Um, but I have noticed with that species that I do tend to get more males. And I don't know if it's a temperature thing or a pH thing or, or what. But um, actually, I, you know, maybe I will list some of them. I do have lots, several male Limias of all species that are adults that I could sell. Uh, and maybe I'll list those. I'll do that in case someone wants a show tank of just males. I haven't listed them because most people that I deal with are hobbyists that want to breed the fish. So I, I just didn't think of that till now. But if someone wants like a display tank of male Limias, then I've got a lot of males. So maybe I'll put that out there. So I guess I do have some adults available. I just don't have pairs available so i haven't listed them because i want to make sure people get both sexes when they order from me gary smith let me dog i've tried that too with no luck oh that's too bad um i've had decent luck with the potatoes uh both with microworms and with fruit flies too but i just prefer the uh the rice cereal and yeah kellogg's is fine jonathan santiago hello yeah i'm really Stuck to your channel. Stuck to your channel, I think. I just wanted to ask, have you ever thought of obtaining the giant self in Yucatan Molly? Yucatan Molly, yes. From Select Aquatics, from Greg Sage at Select Aquatics. I've thought about it a lot. Um, and one day I might. The reason I haven't is because I don't think I keep my fish room warm enough. This is the same reason I don't have discus or a lot of different pleco species and things like that. So I keep my fish room in the mid seventies usually. And I think those Yucatans want it uh, more like in the high seventies or even low eighties, if I remember right. So I haven't done it, but I did think at one time I was like this tank behind me, I was like, maybe I'll put those in there. Maybe it'll just be a tank of that. That would be pretty cool. The other thing is, they take so long to grow out and they take, they take up quite a bit of space and things like that. So at this time, I don't think I will in the near future, but at some point I might do it. Um, every time I think of that fish, I, you know, I, I drool a little bit, you know, <laughs> it's just a beautiful fish. So, you know, I do hope to get down to Greg's place sometime and check out his, uh, his setup in person. Um, he doesn't know this yet. I haven't, set it up or asked him or anything but i i think that would be awesome to do and at that point i might see him and just be like oh oh yeah i'm getting these but right now i really like them i just i would have to dedicate so much space specifically to them i feel like that, that i haven't done it yet but at some point jonathan they'll probably be a fish that i i keep for a while yeah and that's the other thing if i get that fish I want to keep it for a long time. Uh, that's one that I would want to, you know, kind of preserve. And I'm just not ready to dedicate uh, the time and effort to that to really keep it long term. So there's a lot of fish that I don't mean, mind keeping short term because they're common. Um, 
and there's not as much of a uh, kind of uh, preservation factor, you know, kind of thing going on there. But with those, I, I'd want to keep them around for sure. They're so rare in the hobby. Meat Man, I recently had Praycox Fry, awesome, in late April. At what size would you introduce them to the community rainbow tank so they won't be lunch? <laughs> They're about three-fourths of an inch now. That might be okay. That might be okay. It's really, it's not about length. It's it's more about girth, right? <laughs> how, how girthy they are, um, whether they can get swallowed or not. So, but... I think that sounds about about right that they because the breakhawks aren't that big, their mouths aren't that big. Let's go with this. Um, I think three fourths of an inch to an inch is probably the size that I would start introducing them, and maybe just start and introduce like three or six or something to start to to make sure, All right? <laughs> or when in doubt, don't introduce them. Yeah, when in doubt, don't introduce them. <laughs> so. Sorry, I'm not giving you a great answer on that, meat man. Jonathan, sorry, just sub, not not suck. <laughs> Jonathan, you can suck on the channel all you want. If it makes you happy, go ahead, brother. <laughs> Gary Smith, maybe I should try mashed potatoes again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So one thing that I guess to be aware of is the oatmeal and the mashed potatoes, you do have to let them cool off. Uh, before you add the yeast and add the starter culture. So that's one thing that could be an issue if it's just too hot when you put them in and you're kind of cooking them. Um, again, I'm not saying you are doing that, but I'm just trying to think of things that would be different for mashed potatoes and oatmeal than, uh, you know, rice cereal, which you don't have to heat up or anything. And, oh, and Jonathan Santiago, thanks for the sub. Glad you're around. Uh, Doug's Fish Adventure. Hello. Sorry I'm late. Work ran over. No fun. Oh, yeah. That old work excuse. What, you trying to, like, actually pay bills or something? Come on, man. <laughs> no worries. Glad you're here. In the beginning of the stream was a cluster, you know what, so no worries. It, we had a... YouTube had an issue. Um, this time it wasn't on my end, but it was a big issue, and there was kind of no way around it. But anyway, Doug, glad you made it. Gary Smith. Dan's method looked bulletproof. It's been bulletproof for me in, in many locations, many cities, uh, you know, different climates, different water types, all that. So works well for me. And the cultures that I started in that last video, they're still going strong. I think it's been, it's been a month maybe. Um, so I don't know, it works really well in my experience. But yeah, I mean, just... Maybe try it again with just the Kellogg's would be great. Kellogg's Rice Krispies would be wonderful. Anyway, I hope it works for you, Gary. Um, sorry you're having trouble with them. That's I know how frustrating that can be. Oh, the other thing is, um, what temperature are you keeping them at? I find that I just keep them at fish room temperature and they do great. They don't like it too hot. They don't produce well too cold. So temperature could be a factor there as well. If they're hot, they just, the culture just crashes so fast. Everything turns watery and vinegary and just, it's, it's hard to keep up with it. So, all right. Um, Jeff Chambers. Yeah, the two fry are kicking around still. Got some brine shrimp baked and hatched some up. Good. They went crazy for them. Awesome. I'll be ready for the next spawns. Cool. Well, that's, I mean, that's how it is, Jeff, right? We, 
try something, we learn, we adjust, we try again. Maybe we learn something new, adjust, and eventually we get to the point where we're like, I got this and we can, you know, I got this and now I can help other people. So yeah, I hope that works for you. Um, there, there was someone else, I forget exactly who, the last time we were talking about this, um, has had pretty good success raising the peacock gudgeons and commented kind of towards the end of the video. And I think it was the last video or the penultimate, if not the last one, that um, showed exactly what they use. And I think they use green water and infusoria to start theirs. But if you can get yours going on baby brine right away, that's, that's easy. Phoenix, Arizona, should I flush my fish when they're sick? All right. Um, so that's a, Sticky question. I would say no. I think that, and here's the reason that the fish is going to live for quite a while if you flush it. And it's going to live in pretty uh, crappy conditions, like literally. And it'll be this slow, kind of uncomfortable way to go, I think. So if you have a fish that is sick enough, that's suffering horribly, that is not going to recover with treatment, and you're looking for a humane way of putting that fish out of its misery, then there's a few things you can do. Um, and clove oil is probably the most common hobbyist approach to that. Um, I'm trying to remember um, one of the beta channels. Oh, what is it? Is it Jam? Is that her name out of San Francisco? Gian? What's her better channel name? Oh, I forget. It's like a play on a Quentin Tarantino movie title. Um, ah, anyway, she has a video on euthanizing fish, and she followed the you know veterinary guidelines for it. So that might be a great channel to check out. Gian, and it's... Um, Inglorious Bettas. That's what it is. Inglorious Bettas. So check out her YouTube channel. And she had a great video on that. Um, it's a while ago, it might have been a year now since I've seen that or several months. So I don't remember exactly what the title is. But I was really impressed with her method because um, she was actually following like real doctors, veterinary association um, methods for that. I haven't had to do that in a long time. So um, I don't I haven't paid much, you know, I haven't re refreshed that video, but next time I do have to do it, I'll probably do what she did. And I can't remember what it was, so I'm sorry. But clove oil is kind of a very common way to go. Um, there are some other kind of anesthetics, if you will, that um, if you put heaviness doses in, that the fish will go down gently. Or if it's something that the fish has and it isn't toxic, then a large predatory fish, you know, that sounds cruel and you don't, you know, a lot of people don't want to do that. But in my mind, I think of nature and fish eat other fish all the time. So I personally don't have any problem feeding uh, a smaller fish to a larger one. It's a quick way to go and it seems like a natural one. And plus there's like, you know, a benefit to the other fish when that happens, they get a meal out of it. So those are, those are my thoughts, Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm sorry if you're in a position where you have to make that decision. That's really tough. Bob Kaler, I think those are the lights Rachel is sw switching to. She had a video on them today. Oh, I didn't check. I haven't seen that video yet. Um, 
but if you're talking about the LED shop lights, they're working great for me. Um, hey, I'm, I lost my scroll. My chat just jumped on me, but I got a note here from Lumpy Dog that we had 40 watching. So that's only five away, I think, from our record. So share it out to your, you know, your cousin, your aunt, your sister, your mother. As Corey would say, your grandma. And uh, let's see if we can break our record. That would be awesome if we can get 45 or maybe it's 46, something like that, to break the, the record. Um, all right, let me scroll back up because the, the chat jumped on me and it does that a lot. This is one thing about, I like, I, I actually, I appreciate YouTube and I'm glad to have the platform to use. You know, I, I don't mind them taking a cut or anything like that because this is an amazing platform. But man, this chat jumping all the time is one little bug that, I would love to have fixed sometime. Where are we? Um, hang on, let me get back up. There we are. Okay, found where we are. The lights, so Bob, I, I'll have to check that video out on Rachel. <laughs> Nicholas Dreyer, what do heck is this? I don't know. Me man, Bob, they're cost efficient, not premium, depends on the situation. All right. I think we're talking about LEDs. Nicholas, is this just someone talking about lights for fish? Yes, you have reached the Fish Geek Out channel. If uh, if that doesn't make sense to you, or you're like, what is this? Then it's probably the wrong channel but for you. But what I'm doing is uh, people are chatting, they're watching this live, they're chatting and asking questions and leaving comments and things. So I'm kind of answering their questions. And part of keeping fish is what lights you have on your aquarium. There was a question about that. So that's what we were talking about for a little while. Nicholas. Real thing for you fish tanks is laughing. Sort of tanks. Nicholas, it's various related topics. <laughs> Vistag, all things freshwater fish related. Uh, Gary Smith, I don't have LEDs yet. Do they produce heat? I'm sure someone else is going to um, answer that later, but very little. So, you know, the old incandescent bulbs, they were stinking hot. Like you could fry an egg on those suckers, no problem on those hoods. Uh, fluorescence still put out quite a bit of heat, but not nearly as hot. And LEDs are the coolest light so far. So an LED, the LED shop lights I have, I can handle them anywhere when they're on and it doesn't feel uncomfortably hot. It doesn't feel hot enough that I'm like, ouch, you know, or anything like that. So they're quite a bit less there's quite a bit less heat loss in them than there are in the other lights. And that's one reason they're so energy efficient. Yeah, they're fantastic. I, I would never go back after using LEDs. I just wouldn't, unless there's something else that's invented in 10 years that's even better. But I wouldn't go back to the old stuff for sure. I liked T5s a lot before LEDs came out, but not even a consideration anymore. Not for me anyway. Um, Nicholas says, how the heck did I end up here and why am I still watching? Well, I don't know how you ended up here, but apparently you're still watching because I have light shining out of my head. So welcome, welcome. <laughs> so Nicholas, get yourself a fish tank, come on back, and then uh, then you'll have something to talk about. We'll, we'll be able to hook you up. <laughs> Um, missed some stuff. 
I'm just going to keep going. Um, Real thing for you, Fish Tank says, "Hey Nicholas, we all started like that. Yeah, this is a this is a very addictive drug, Nicholas. So run now, or don't say we didn't warn you, Nicholas. I was just trying to watch some Fortnite, and somehow I ended up here. Well, and now you know how much better we are than Fortnite, right? Yeah, like in, can compete with Fortnite, but whatever. Anyway, glad you made it. Glad you're here. Curious how long you're gonna stay. Um." <laughs> let's see here hey jeff rose welcome glad you made it glad you made it how's baseball treating you sergeant tanks what the hell is fortnite is that a new fertilizer <laughs> oh, yeah that's much better than what i came up with i like that that's great sergeant <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, well, I might as well hang around just for a bit and learn about fish. Yeah, if you want to learn, there's plenty of fish channels out there, man. But I'm warning you, you might get a tank. And if you get a tank, you might get another tank. And once you do that, then you have MTS, and you'll know what I mean later on. Um, <laughs> Jerry, that was awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> Real thing for fish. Hi, Jeff Rose. I think I saw you somewhere before this. Yeah, Jeff Rose has a, a great channel. So uh, he does the same thing I do. He live streams on Wednesdays, uh, I think right before I do. So if you just can't get enough of this fish geekiness, then check out Jeff Rose. And he also makes videos and uh, has a, a good channel. So that's probably where you've seen him before. Oh, you guys are old friends, aren't you? All right, all right. <laughs> um, Priscilla, Fortnite of fertilizer. I'm crying laughing. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Gary Smith, I don't, I don't boil my oatmeal. Maybe I should. Oh yeah, I've never tried it without boiling. That might be the trick because that might be what you need to get that consistency. Um, yeah, otherwise it might be too runny. I don't know. I've always boiled it. I don't know how, how everyone else does it. Um, all right. Chat jumped on me. Just a sec. Sergeant Tinks, I'm ordering me 10 right meow. All right. Awesome. Which is, hey, Dan, did you check out those Santa Maria Endlers for sale? Yes. Oh, did I not respond? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know if you already found some females. Oh, Wichita, like, I'm so sorry. I thought I responded to that. It's It's been one of those deadline and deadline and de like multiple deadlines, stacked deadlines kind of a couple weeks. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, I saw that. And I had actually seen that. And thank you for sending that. So sorry I didn't respond. Man, that's an oversight. I, I'm usually pretty good at responding and I apologize. But I did see that. I had seen that earlier a few weeks before on Aquabid. And I might order some up if I need more males. I'm curious if those females are truly Santa Maria Endler females. I'm Again, I, I don't have any information about this seller or anything, and I'm not accusing them of anything. But I know from the trans shippers and things that that I deal with that 
that in importers and such that they can't they can't get males. And so my fear is that what if those aren't actually Santa Maria females? What are, if those are a different <clears throat> kind of female that are being paired with the Santa Marias um, to make a sale? And again, I, I don't know that seller, so I'm not accusing them of that. But when I, I saw his posts, there were kind of red flags going off for me. So maybe someone else has got those. Uh, if anyone else has got those from Aquabit, the Santa Maria Endlers, and bred them and had a good result, um, let me know. And, and then for sure, I would, I would probably end up getting some if I need some. But I've got several unrelated males going. And so what I'm doing is I, I breed a male. So I have four tanks with different males in them from different kind of bloodlines of the Santa Maria's. And so I take the females, I put them in there. When the females have babies, I remove the females and I switch the males over one tank and rotate them through. So that way I can keep the bloodlines um, kind of diverse enough that I don't have a lot of problems. So I'm, I don't think I need more males at the moment. But eventually, after a few generations, um, I'll probably I'll probably buy some, just so that I might not use the females, but I'll probably buy some more males so that I can uh, you know just refresh the bloodline. But again, uh, Wichita, thanks so much for sending that to me. And man, I am so sorry I didn't respond. It sounds like I must not have responded. Sorry about that. <laughs> Jeff Rose is giving Jeremy a hard time for being a cat. Nicholas, I have a question. What are your thoughts on the triple filet of fish? Is that premium fish? Well, I assume we're talking about McDonald's. And if we are, then of course it's premium. It's real. It's like it's caught right out of the ocean. It's a quality filet, flash frozen, shipped right to you. And it's ready within 24 hours. Beautiful stuff. Best quality you can get. You know I mean facetious, right? All right. <laughs> but great question. Uh, Priscilla, at Wichita, long time not seeing. <laughs> All right. Um, getting to some mile highs in the house. Hey, welcome. Glad you are here. For those that didn't see it, Priscilla did a cool video of mile highs Fish room in progress, and it's looking pretty darn good, if I do say so myself, as a connoisseur of fish rooms. So, uh, Mile High, I think you're doing great. Priscilla, thanks for bringing us that video. Uh, so, for those of you who want to see how Mile High makes the sausage, check out Priscilla's channel. All right. So, tea party with Mile High right now. Everyone's saying hi. Wichita, who's selling Santa Maria's? I'm looking. Um, yeah, they're, they, they were on Aquabid under the, I think under Guppies, if I remember right. Domesticated in Guppies. Devin, hey, Mile High Plecos. All right, still a tea party with Mile High going on. Well-deserved, though. Mile High makes things lively, that's for sure. It's always good to have them around. Priscilla, Kangli with Twin City Guppies might. Oh yeah, if if you're looking for good guppies, Kengli is 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 a guy to check out for sure. <laughs> Jeff Rose, you're live next mile. Yep. Or Mike. Mike. Yep. Yep, that's right, Wichita. Get on live. 
Let me know. Ken Lee is a super guy. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I've never heard anyone have anything bad to say about Ken Lee or about his fish or his customer service. So Twin City Guppies, if you're in the market, seems to be a great place. My high setting up another 180 tonight. Right on. Right on. That sounds like a good time. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Bob, I think I had 18 juvies, so 15 are males. Holy cow! Wow, that is one skewed ratio. Man, I feel like I should send you some females when they sex out just to, just as an apology. Holy cow. Well, sorry, Bob. Sounds like you got a strange end of the bell curve on that order. Oh, man. Out of 15, only three sexed out to be female. Jeez. Justin, hey Dan, I love mine. Your boy from West Virginia. Glad everything arrived good, Justin. Uh, stop and go. Anyway, Justin, glad glad you're here, and uh, thanks for being a, a repeat customer. I appreciate that. Candy, um, Ken does have them. I saw them in his recent video update. Cool, great. All right. Mile High has six big plecos coming tomorrow. I'm babysitting. What kind are these like like big old panaks or royals or something? Man, that's that's such a teasy statement. I'm getting big old plecos. What kind, man? What kind? <laughs> Thomas talking about the South South American algae eaters, Siamese algae eaters. No problem. I had the tree on a 60-gallon planet, took that down. Moved all three to a 20 long and they laid eggs. I hope they keep breeding for you. That'd be awesome. I've never bred any of those fish or, or related, like, you know, the Gara type uh, cyprinids. I've, I've never done any of those. So that'd be awesome. But hey, if they got along in your 60 and your 20, then they'll probably do great in here. So maybe I'll keep all three together. I mean, they'll have a heck of a life in here. It's a 125 gallon planet tank. I mean, they'll, they'll have a great time. Nicholas, do you have or know where to find blue whales for sale? All right, Nicholas has officially devolved into what we call a troll. Priscilla, I don't know what that icon is. Um, <laughs> I love it when I start it. I, I read something with great conviction and then I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Candy's coming for your uh, 180 gallon there, uh, Mile High. They'll sell you too, it sounds like. Cool. All right, let me scroll down, find some questions and some comments. All right. Jonathan says, thanks, man. You're awesome, and I dig your channel. Well, thank you for being here. It wouldn't be a fun channel if you guys weren't here. So, uh, Jonathan, thanks for help making it awesome. It's appreciated. Oh, and I should thank Lumpy Dog, too. Lumpy Dog is my main mod and uh, does a great job modding this channel, and I can't thank him enough for just all the all the help he gives us to, to make this kind of, hopefully, a good time. So, Lumpy Dog loves sword tails, but not a great for-profit fish, right? Mature slowly, need medium-sized tanks, and don't command a decent price. True, unless, well, I'll get to that. Wonderful fish to keep. I have koi swordtails breeding in a 55 gallon. Yeah, a for-profit fish. 
any of your more common uh, pet store varieties, you're absolutely right. Uh, I keep them just because they're awesome. If you have never seen a male swordtail courting a female or sparring with another male, it's kind of fantastic. I, I know they're a common fish, most of them and all that, but they were one of the first fish I ever kept when I was a kid. And so I just have this nostalgic love for them, I guess. I, I just like them a lot. But watching those males like zip around a female and then like go backwards, it's like, it's, it's super cool. I love it. Um, so Lumpy Dog, I think your statement's absolutely correct if you're talking about profit with the caveat of if you're breeding some, you know, really high quality like cauliflower strains or um, wild types or anything like that, those can command a decent enough price that you might at least make your money back, if not be able to make a little bit of profit. But I agree. Most of the sort, all the sort tails I keep are not going to be a profitable fish to breed. I, you know, it's for the love of it for me. In fact, I think that's true of most fish. I, I think most fish, there are a few that you can breed for profit and you can get a, a facility going and really crank out. But in general, I agree with you. And most of the fish that are easy to breed for profit are already being mass produced in such quantity that it's super hard to compete with. So you don't get a lot. And swordtails fall into that, that category. Um, Devin, mile high plecos, I pray I get a male and female from my trio, or I don't know what I'll do. Well, good thing you didn't get them from me because apparently they would have all been males. So, <laughs> what's that? One in five turned into females? Those limias I sent Bob. So, yeah, hopefully you have better luck than Bob did with me. Man. Let me, uh, we have 40 watching. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Justin Brewer is dead. Okay, that was another like conviction. Oh, what's this? My height. Think me and my wife can move 400 pounds by ourselves. You're not moving that 180 gallon by yourself, man. And if you do, you're going to regret it when your back snaps and you can't move the next morning. Careful, dude. Careful. From experience, like, careful. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that 180, man. You know, some pizza, free pizza, you can get some people over to help you out, man. You'll be fine. Anyway, good luck. Real fish at Nick Dryer. I saw baby killer whales for sale on eBay the other day, and everything's on sale for eBay. Uh, Silk Road, is that where you can get all, all the illegal stuff? I don't know if that website still exists, but I've heard of it. Uh, my high play goes, order more, Devin. Hey, everyone, how rare is it to get an albino guppy? Because I think I have one. Uh, Devin, I, so super cool. Hopefully this doesn't burst your bubble, but I don't think it's super rare. Um, the genetics of guppies are so intricate that I think getting an albino to come out, it, it happens every now and then. But it is super cool nonetheless. Kenny Overhauls, she's little Trevor. You might kill her. Don't you have friends? Oh, she's a little, her wife. Okay, so Candy's talking about Trevor trying to make his wife move 180 gallon. <laughs> I hear you. I see what's going on. Don't kill your wife moving 180 gallon. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, my wife helped me move this 100 gallon here. And she actually helped me unload all these 75 gallons here. 
And that was about the limit, I think, for sure. So 180, oh, I don't know. Great boy. I just mix, okay, so we're talking about microworms here. I just mix potato mix cold and more doughy for microworms. Cool. So that's Corey Boy's uh, technique. Hopefully that helps. Chad Orzi, just dropping in to say hi. Got to get the kids to bed. All right. Well, nighty night to the kids. Got two of my own, so I feel you. I feel you. Mile high. Only internet friend, Candy. Only internet friend is Candy? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll let that one go. Uh, Hang on. Chad jumped. Hang on. Oh, man. I miss all the good stuff. Here we go. Almost. Man, I'm way behind. I might have to, like, speed through this. We're at 8.30 almost. Okay. I'm going to pick up the pace and just kind of get through this. Um, wow. Hang on. I'm still scrolling. Jeez. Hang on. Still scrolling. Okay. Found where we're at. Um, all right. I'm going to scroll and just kind of, it's, it's about, it's coming on 830. It's 825. So I'm going to scroll and look for uh, fish questions and comments that are super on topic and answer those as we go down. So um, if you're just chatting and having fun and joking and stuff, I might skip some of that stuff. Sorry, but for the sake of time, I'm going to reach the bottom here. So here we go. All right. So Corey Boy just shared that he uses uh, potato flakes and doesn't worry about boiling the water. He just makes them uh, a little more stiff than normal. All right. Still going. Me Man says, I'll wait to introduce them for a few more weeks. There's some bigger breeds of rainbows that may make lunch. Oh, yeah, out of them. Getting close, though. Killing me, though. They're well-fed. Plenty of girth. <laughs> well, me, man, um, yeah, if you have larger rainbows in there, if you have like Trifosciatus or Erian Reds or, uh, you know, things like that, their mouths can open surprisingly wide. So I'd wait a bit and just, you know, do a test. And the other thing is maybe feed the fish on one side of the tank and then add the test over on the other side um, just so the fish are distracted. Another trick is to add them uh, when the lights are dim you know, nighttime, and then they might have a, a better chance. So there's different things you can do. All right. All right. Looking for more fish stuff. Thomas is losing his signal, so he's checking out. Well, thanks again for coming by, Thomas. I'll let you know how those fish arrive. Priscilla feeds her cold syrup for Haka Puffer. Yeah, I, I think it's... It's, it's nature, right? It's fine with me. I know some folks might not like it. That's fine, but I've never had a problem with it. Real thing for you, fish tanks. I thought he was talking about doing water changes, not flushing the fish. Oh, yeah. No, he's, yeah. Let me dog Michaels become Cygnus, the biker food, or Bashir, or 
you know, all those other variations on the theme. Yep. Corey Boy's done with the Rapache. Great. Priscilla is going to help move the tank tomorrow, it sounds like. 180. Devin, if there is one thing I have learned from watching all the live streams that people do, and even on Facebook, I think she's always there to help the streamer and their viewers at Candy Overfalls. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know, there are some, there are several folks that are really involved and help uh, lots of the different streams and help people all the time. So through different social media venues. So yeah, it's, you know, Nisi is one. Uh, I, I'm not going to start naming names because I don't forget people and offend them. But um, yeah, thanks to everyone that does that. We're, we're stronger together. And I do think Nisi deserves a shout out just because of what she does for the live stream community specifically. If you don't know, there's a Facebook page or group. Uh, I, don't, I think it's a page called Aquarium Livestream Information that uh, Nisi uh, heads up. And you can go there and find out who's streaming and when for any given day. So that's awesome. I, I really appreciate that from her and from everyone else that chimes in. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Candy, and everyone else. Me, man, you're getting too popular to respond to every post. Love you, but I got to go. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming by, me, man. And uh, appreciate it. And you're right, I'm going to have to, you know, start creating the posts a little bit and looking for stuff that's more on topic, I think, just so we can get through. Because, man, this is, I'm way behind. So, here we go. Um, and we'll see. If if this can, if I get so far behind uh, a few more streams in a row, then it might be time to, I'll think about bringing on another mod um, to kind of look at questions that are on topic or discussion points that are on topic and kind of feed them to me. Because I do, you know, read through the chat um, and kind of respond to, to lots of things, even if they aren't on topic, and that might be taking too much time. So, but I do plan on always responding to every question or, um, you know, kind of detailed comment that is on topic with the fish hobby, for sure. I don't want to lose that. So. Uh, not quite sure how to management manage it as we grow, but but we're still we're still like 40, 45 people, so I've just got to be a little more careful on which uh, which things I pick and not go so far off topic. I think so. Point well taken, meat man. Um, alrighty, Dink. Hey, welcome, Dink. Glad you're here. All right, tea party with Dink going on. <laughs> and and Lumpy Dog, I heard the mod, the mod is a real slacker, a real stickler about cursing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's important to me that, that this channel be uh, tame enough that young people, kids, can participate without their parents worrying. Because I started this hobby as a kid. And I, the more kids that we get interested in this, uh, I think the, the better for us and for them, too. I swear that the reason I didn't get deep into drugs as a kid was because I was too busy with fish. I didn't realize it at the time, but all my time and money went to the fish. And so I really think it's a good thing for kids. You learn a lot and uh, keeps you out of trouble. 
if you're broke because you're always buying fish and tanks and equipment and stuff, then uh, you're not doing a lot of drugs. So yeah. Um, but that's, that's why I want to keep it. I just want to keep it open to all people. So that's, that's why, you know, we keep the language down. Um, <laughs> okay. I promise I'm going to get off topic, but I love this. Won't be Dr. Priscilla. Your posts are looking exceptionally gorgeous tonight. That's hilarious. It reminds me of my wife's favorite movie, Sleepless in Seattle. When Joe says to someone, hey, Phyllis, your hair's looking especially big tonight. Anyway, my wife's favorite line of any movie. Nicholas, thanks for the content, man. It was actually pretty interesting. I'll be back. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy the whale. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dang Tank says, dang, he's more behind than Jeffro. Yep, I'm catching up. All right, all right, all right. We might be. Yeah, most, most of this is chat back and forth. <laughs> Dang says Priscilla had a lurk fail because she was going to be lurking, but now she's chatting. Um, all right. Man, sorry, you guys are just watching me scroll. Um, Lumpy Dog wanted a good mod to help Dan out. The current one is incompetent and easily distracted. <laughs> hey, I think everyone's having a great time tonight, so no worries, Lumpy Dog. But if, if we keep being this busy, Lumpy Dog, let's you and I chat. Um, let's say after, after next live stream, uh, the day after, so I'll send you a message, and let's just let's just find out if we're at the point where we need to to make some changes, maybe add some people or things like that. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> Lumpy Dog, hey everyone, stop laughing. This is a serious live stream. <laughs> yep, one of the most serious. Yep, no fun here. All right, I think that we've pretty much reached the bottom here. So, um. I see a couple questions and I'll get to them in just a second, but we reached the bottom of, this, of the chat pretty much. So in a couple minutes, I'll be kind of closing things out. So if you have a comment or a question that's important to you to get out, if you have a problem you need help with or something really cool that you want to mention or talk about, now's the time because pretty soon here, we're going to start shutting it down. So um, Jeff Rose asks, what killies do you have on the website, Dan? I am out, Jeff Rose. I am out of Killies right now. So nothing. Zilch, nada. Um, basically, I cleared out a lot of my tanks because I have a large order of Killy fish coming in from Nigeria. It looks like September because we, we didn't get the order collected before the rainy season hit. So basically, the rainy season hit, all of the streams got flooded out you know, they got blown out. And so now uh, that makes it super difficult to collect. But the collector told me that usually around September, the waters recede, they'll be able to collect the order at that time and send them to me. So right now, no Achilles available and uh, hopefully lots of Achilles available within a few weeks here. So that's what's going on with the Achilles fish. Um,
<laughs> Sergeant Dinks. Okay, I apologize on behalf of all the shenanigans. I hereby take responsibility for the actions herein. <laughs> Signed and submitted. Hey, I'm just glad everyone's having fun. No worries. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking among yourselves. That makes it a good time. Me, man. How do you want in the background? No hate. Nothing but love, brother. You do you. Glad you're getting great turnouts. At least you remember comments and respond accordingly. Keep being you. Thanks, me, man. And that's the balance, right? I One thing I like is being able to just really respond to everyone and and all that and have a good dialogue but you are right and it's it's true that like the last couple streams it's it's been you know i always think these will go about an hour the last few have gone quite a bit longer because i'm so behind in the chat and the reason is is a it's fun for me um and b i really don't want to miss any um questions or comments that that could be uh I don't know, it's this fine thing. I, I want people to be included and I want their comments and things to be uh, valuable enough that they get a response, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But you're right, I'm not quite sure how to balance out as we grow. Um, unless I get a super chat, then everything goes on hold. Priscilla, you're awesome, sir. Keep doing you. Lumpy Dog does a great job too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Priscilla, for the $5 super chat. And uh, again, to Lumpy Dog for the mod. And I think <laughs> Doug had a lot to deal with, maybe got a little overwhelmed tonight, but um, that's fine. I, I don't know. I'll have to think on how to, how to do things as we grow, but that's the basis of why I do things like I do. I want everyone to feel like uh, their comments are valuable. I think the way to do that is to respond to them. Um, I just need to get better about maybe skipping a lot of the back and forth. It doesn't have to do much on topic, but it's so fun. So, Anyway, I'll figure out how to do this as, as we grow, but thanks for hanging out. And Meat Man, it's not a problem. I actually thought you had a good point, but I've been wondering how to manage things better as we are growing, uh, just so that it doesn't become obnoxious. So I have asked people in the past, is this still working? And people seem to still like it how it was. Um, I don't know. I'll just have to feel it out as we go forward, but I've got to find a way that any on-topic comment or question is responded to. Otherwise, I don't know, otherwise, yeah. You know, I don't want people to have to super chat in order to get a response. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly the best way to, to manage things, but I think we're small enough now that it's not a massive issue yet. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go forward. Anyway. Um, Dang Tang says, live streams with the Three Stooges is always fun. Yes. Um, all right, Mile High. I'll have you know my wife is a total boss. Mine is too. In fact, she is the boss in my life. Um, Lumpy Dog thanking Priscilla again. Thanks. Dang Tanks. Dan owes me. $107.89, that's a very precise figure, for all my comments. They have value, as he said. Yes, some comments have more value than others, Dink. <laughs> Mile high, we moved that tank like it weighed nothing. Man, I hope you made a video, because I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm glad you moved it, but I doubt it was like it weighed nothing. 
All right. I think we are, yeah, we're done with kind of uh, fish-related comments. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, sorry about the beginning. That uh, I don't know what happened there, but something funky is going on at YouTube. So I couldn't get the stream started as normal. But thanks for hanging out. Bob, no way. Bob throwing down another super chat to throw us out for 20 bucks. Says, is there any better way to support your channel financially other than buying your fish and chatting, super chatting? Do you have a Patreon? Um, Bob, I don't have a Patreon. I, I haven't really dug into that yet. Maybe I should. Um, but I, I guess the main reason is that I'm kind of managing all the things I can right now. I, but that might be the next thing I look into. The issue is I don't want to seem like I'm out begging for donations, right? And I often feel when I'm watching a stream and people talk about Patreon over and over and over that they're kind of doing that. So I've kind of shied away from that. I do appreciate super chats. Don't get me wrong. They really help. They super help. I and mean, this, this facility takes quite a bit to keep going. Um, it's definitely not profitable. Um, not yet. It's going to take quite a while before that happens. And, you know, I, I, I am doing several things to, that I think are going to be beneficial for the hobby. But I don't have a Patreon. But... If folks want me to get one, then maybe I should thinking of, should start thinking about it. I guess the most direct way would be, uh, you know, to PayPal a gift to Dan at dancefish.com. I mean, that would be what's taken out there, 2.9%, 3%, something like that. So that's probably the most economical way to do it. Um, YouTube, you know, they do take their cut but they're also an amazing platform. So I feel like they kind of deserve it. Um, yeah, I guess those are my thoughts on it. I mean, the most direct way to send money, the most efficient way is just, you know, PayPal or Stripe, Dan at dancefish.com. But Bob, honestly, you do so much for me as a customer and as uh, someone with the life on the live streams and stuff that, man, you're more than earning your keep as it were. So. No worries at all, but money aside, just sharing, talking to people, letting people know about things, uh, getting more people in, I think that's the most the most valuable thing. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts. It's probably not quite to the point and they're kind of rambling, but those are my thoughts. And again, I don't really mind Patreon. I just, I don't know. I haven't really dug into it yet. I, the other thing is I don't want people to have to pay something extra, I don't know. I, I I feel like I want the community to be one thing and Patreon maybe can be a little divisive of that. It's like, okay, now you have to pay me and now you're in this elite part of the community, you know, or something like that, that I respond to more, things like that. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. That being said, if, if folks here are frustrated because they want a Patreon, if that's valuable to 
to you, if that's something you're like, Dan, you should get a Patreon because I'd prefer to do that than send a super chat because so much is taken out of the super chat. I think YouTube takes 30%. Then, uh, then if I get enough people saying that, then I'll probably do a Patreon. Um, but Bob, thanks for the question and thanks for all the support. I appreciate that. I, I don't see I'm put a ton of thought into it. Just been busy keeping up the fish room, doing as many videos as I can, doing the live streams and doing this project that I can't wait to tell you all about, um, that I've been hinting at for months, almost three years in the making, and we're getting really close to being able to tell you about it. So uh, I can't wait, but I'm, I'm working on all those things. And so that's kind of taking all my bandwidth to date. Wichita, $5. Thank you. You're doing a great job on the live streams. Have a good night. Well, thank you. And thanks for coming by. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out and chatting and for the killies that you sent me the other day. Um, okay. Let's see. I think we are just about to the end here. Let me make sure no one else posted something that needs to be. Um, <laughs> Gang's comments always need to be read. Some have more value than others. X EXT for 89 cents. <laughs> That's right. That's the extra value dink tax. <laughs> um, maybe put a donation button on your store. Oh, I could totally do that. Yeah, if folks are looking for a way to donate, I could totally do that. Then it's not something that, that I'm driving during the live streams. Um, it's just something that's there if, if people want to. That's a good idea. Bob, what do you think about that? Is that... Does that solve the, would that solve the issue? Um, Priscilla likes Patreon and is recommending it. Okay. Lummy dog, I only have cash with blue dye sprayed all over it. <laughs> Another use for methylene blue. Um, <laughs> Dink, Jeffrey, that 75 I got the other day is an older one. It's the heaviest tank I've ever lifted. Yeah, this 125 here, it takes four full-grown men to move empty, and it's still hard. That's the Oceanics, man. I bet you have something like that. They used to make them tough. Those old tanks were made to last forever. I kind of miss that about aquariums. Something nice about extra thick glass. It's just peace of mind. Um, so a suggestion to do a donation button, maybe on the store. Priscilla's saying, hey, Patreon's great. Um, let's see. Priscilla, if you have Patreon, set it to $1 and you could keep close with customers too and let them know when you have new stock and stuff, all right? Maybe I, maybe I will just dig into Patreon and explore it a little bit. I don't know if I'll do it, but it might be worth exploring more. I haven't explored it in depth. Again, I, my bandwidth has been taken up on other things. And as soon as I announce this project, you'll all understand why. I think it's a major project. Um, but... I know lots of people are doing it, like on, you, on YouTube especially, tons of Patreon users. Um, Priscilla, are you a money launderer? Well, was there any doubt? <laughs> um, all right. Candy is out. Thanks for coming by, Candy. And Bob Kaler, I'm fine with Super Chats. was asking as it came up in a stream recently. Um, all right. About the amount you got off your recent stream. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense that it would. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a few crazy high 
streams where I got tons of super chats, man. Those are, those are fun. And thanks for the part you played in them, Bob and everyone else. Um, yeah. Well, think about it. Um, anyway, I think it's about time to shut this out. Thank you everyone for being here. I appreciate you all. And I enjoy this so much. Um, for those who haven't heard, I live in a small town in Wyoming and I come from a massive city in California, in Los Angeles area. And so I really miss having a fish community. There's a few great fish keepers here, but not a ton. And so this is a chance for me to kind of, you know, have that fish community that I used to have when I lived in a big city. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for making it lively. Again, Lumpy Dog, thanks for all you do. Thanks to everyone who super chatted. And we'll be here next week, same time, seven o'clock mountain time next Wednesday. And hopefully this time, whatever bug is going on on the YouTube site will be worked out and we can do it the normal way. But I might work on this angle though. People seem to like this look pretty well. So with the, the larger angle on the fish tank and, and the stuff around it. Anyway, thanks again. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.